the volume. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is John Middlecoff from 3 and Out with John Middlecoff. Superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Jenkins & Jones is brought to you by FanDuel. It's never been easier to play fantasy on FanDuel. Whether you love basketball, golf, soccer, or any other fantasy sport, there's a contest for every fan. FanDuel, more ways to win. Welcome to Jenkins and Jones on the Volume Podcast Network. It's Thursday, July 29th, and we've got a great show for you. A lot of great stuff to talk about. New segments to talk about. Very excited uh, for you guys to get to hear that. As always, Jenkins and Jones is hosted by my good friends at any time of day, including very early in the morning, LeJethro Jenkins, a.k.a. John. What's up, Bubba's? <laughs> Dragonfly Jones, a.k.a. Tyler. Hey, everybody. I'm good. Please. I I'm Gardy B, aka Mike. I'm so tired. I just almost said Tyler's whole name. Gunman <laughs> <laughs> the out there, boy. <laughs> no can do. No can do. No can do. No can do. Nigga. Heavy finger on the edit button <laughs> this morning. <laughs> um, obviously a, a ton to talk about with the Olympics. Um can't start anywhere other than Simone Biles uh, very emotional day um, for Simone Biles and anyone who's a Simone Biles fan which I think basically everyone in America is um, you know she withdrew yesterday from the team all around final um, if I actually watched the competition even after hearing that she withdrew you could see 
very clearly that she was not herself. She was really struggling. Um, she was struggling to locate, you know, uh, up and down, which in gymnastics is a really uh, obviously critical thing because you can get very seriously hurt um, if you're not coming out of your jumps the right way. And she said, coming off the coming off the mat, she said, "I don't, I, I don't trust myself right now." Um, so withdrew. Later said that you know it was because of her mental health and not because of a physical injury. Um, I think that's been misconstrued a little bit because it's very obvious if you actually watch the performance that it's not when she says mental health, she means something mentally is affecting her to where it's a physical problem. Mm -hmm. It's not just a, you know, obviously a lot of trolls are making it out. Like she just like Simone Biles of all fucking people was afraid of the pressure or something, which is ludicrous. Um, but huge, huge story. She's already said she's out of the individual all around as well. I'd, think she still could compete in in her individual events um, if she chooses to do so but uh, what was your guys reaction to her um, pulling out of that competition and to you know some of the kind of conversation and dialogue around that okay so um so my first thoughts you know when I woke up and, and saw the Simone news was you know good for her you know take care of yourself you know if you ain't got it you ain't got it my second thought was Simone do not get on the fucking internet today you know I, I mean the, this backlash that she received it wasn't surprising you know we knew it was coming and we knew who it would be largely coming from right the fucking all lives matter crowd who whines about I can't wear a mask to Starbucks this is a travesty we're all of a sudden gonna preach to us about grit and toughness and seeing it through right the, the crowd who doesn't give a single solitary fuck about their fellow man, we're now going to get on their shitty little soapboxes and expound to us about the virtues of sacrificing for the greater good of those next to you. Like, give me a fucking break. And of course, that crowd didn't disappoint. They, they're constantly horrible and they consistently rise to the occasion when it's time to be shitty fucking human beings, especially when it's time to be a shitty fucking human being at the expense of a black person. But those fucking people don't matter. Fuck them. I think the larger point here is, is I, I, I think we're seeing a shift, you know, especially in the world of, of athletics, you know, the hyper-competitive, super stressful world of sports we're seeing more and more athletes from Kevin Love to DeMar DeRozan to Chris Long to Naomi to Simone now just being open and candid about where they are mentally about their mental health you know athletes basically saying you know we endure a lot we're human sometimes this shit is too much and I think anytime there's a shift like that of course you're going to get um pushback that's to be expected but um but you know we expected the pushback to come Simone's way and it did but I applaud Simone take care of yourself first and foremost I wasn't locked in on these Olympics, like, yeah, can't wait to see what Simone does for the good old USA. I don't give a fuck about that, right? All this piling on on her about, oh, well, um, you know, she's letting her team down. Like, motherfucker, can you even name one of her teammates? Everybody became a fucking gymnastics enthusiast when this, when this news dropped. Like, give me a fucking break. I was just here to see what Simone was going to do for Simone in these Olympics. And if Simone says she ain't got it right now, then great. You know, good for her. You know, take care of yourself first and foremost above all else. I thought it was so brave because she could have doctored up that message and said my ankle mm -hmm. or some bullshit. You know what I mean? But she said exactly what the fuck was going on. You know what I mean? So anybody that's saying like, she's not the GOAT, the GOAT doesn't quit the team. First of all, fuck you, bitch. What the fuck you know about being a motherfucking GOAT, nigga? You know what I mean? <laughs> Go fucking serve burgers, nigga. Fuck you mean talking about GOAT, bitch? You don't know shit about that. Neither do I. <laughs> if I'm keeping the motherfucking stack, we, neither of us do. But I mean, somebody being that brave in that moment, saying that in front of the fucking world, that's ghost shit to me. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? So she just further, you know what I mean, stamped herself in my eyes. Especially somebody that struggles with fucking anxiety, that was driving home from the fucking 
golf course yesterday, bugged out and had to call my wife to just be on the phone. You know what I mean? I can, you know what I'm saying? Like little motherfuckers, regular motherfuckers like me can relate to, to, to something that, 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 that's a goat is fucking doing. I think it's incredible that she fucking did that shit. You know it's easy, I mean? so. it's easier to relate to someone struggling with their mental health than it is to someone who's the best of all time or something. Right. Yeah. You, you know what yeah. I'm saying? For sure. For you sure. know, uh, is is definitely a, that's a takeaway for me. But you you just you made a great point about the easier road for her would have been just when she came off the mat, when she had been, done her jump and clearly it, you know, had trouble locating and and came down and took the big step. But she could have just done what quite frankly every cornerback who's ever been beat in the history of football is done and limped off the mat. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and right, just right. like <laughs> grabbed at her ankle, like, oh shit. Like, so special, just... <laughs> yeah. right. I, I wonder, I want, it makes me wonder how many athletes have done that, have had anxiety and knew they'd be called crazy, wouldn't get the support. Nobody understood it. You know what I'm saying? And they made up, they said something else. So they didn't have to deal with the, the, the backlash Simone did. You know what I mean? I mean, we, either we, in the locker room or yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Or, or from outside. Yeah. Right. I mean, we, we might've seen it these last finals with Giannis, right? Like, I mean, I don't want to speculate, but you know, that tinkle answer he gave us, he, he was bullshitting us and he knew he was bullshitting us, but, but if he doesn't want to share that with us, that's totally his prerogative too. So, yeah. I thought, yeah. And I, I'm a couple other thoughts from me, because one of the things that's fun about the Olympics to me is everyone becomes an everything expert once every four years you know what i mean i was a fucking uh canoe whitewater rafting expert for about eight minutes last night you know what i mean yeah. <laughs> like oh look at her body lean like this is incredible <laughs> but like <laughs> but i would say like the comparisons people have made to other sports is it, it, it's it, it it does it doesn't make sense first of all gymnastics is and and we covered uh Michaela Maroney was from Long Beach who was a, a vaulter at the London Olympics who you might you know went viral off of making the the stink face she did she was uh, explaining to us she's like the thing that's insane about gymnastics is you're in the air for like two seconds like that's mm-hmm. it you know what I, you know what I mean there's no like like what Simone Biles did like say Giannis was did just need a second to come out and take a couple of deep breaths and go back in that that's the whole event in, gym, in gymnastics you know yeah. it isn't like you can pass the ball to the other person sub out mm. and come back in like it, it's just it is one of the most pressure-packed things you can do because of how much action is compacted into such a tight like span of time the other thing is it's like six people in the world ever who can relate to the world she was looking at going into this Olympics. And mm-hmm. I, th- I don't know if you saw what Michael Phelps said on NBC afterwards, um, mm-hmm. but they had a real, I, I thought Mike Tirico, who is not programmed to have these conversations. <laughs> it's, it's 100% pure blooded Italian Mike Tirico. Let's not repeat that. For the, for the one of, of the guys. <laughs> Basically oh, a regular Oscar, old yeah. guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, they were smart enough on the NBC primetime broadcast to have him sit down with Michael Phelps, who's someone who has talked openly about his mental health struggles and who was like one of the leading it's okay to not be okay people throughout the pandemic mm-hmm. to just say like, you were one of these people that NBC put every spotlight on the planet on. <laughs> What is this like being the face of an Olympics that a billion people are watching? And I thought he did a great job of explaining, you know, he said exactly what John, he said, like, I, I was, I was proud of her yeah. that she felt that she was able to do that, that she felt strong enough 
to do that, knowing what was kind of going to be coming our way. But I, that's some of the context. I just think I haven't necessarily seen in the conversation yeah. is like, you just can't compare anyone else to, uh, to an Usain Bolt, a Michael Phelps, a Simone Biles, very, very few other people where though literally the eyes of the world are on these people in this compact tight period of time, not even discussing what she went through because of Larry Nasser and USA gymnastics covering up sexual assault, you know, like not even, not even getting into that side of it. If you're just talking about it as a sports story, which is missing the point, that's a lot of the context that I think those people who always sink to the occasion, as you said, (laughs) that's the context they're leaving out just because obviously they're, it's the shortest distance they can take to the world's worst set of talking points for those people. Absolutely. And, and yeah, and I want to come back to, to, to the whole point about like, you know, how the anti-mass crowd and the anti-Simone crowd are basically the same fucking circle on a Venn diagram, because I think there's like a larger point there to examine. Um, Like the last 18 months, we have seen the fucking absolute worst of this nation. I mean, we can go back four years to the whole Trump fiasco, but let's just fucking whittle it down to the pandemic for the, for the sake of this discussion. Like the utter lack of concern and, and empathy that this country put on display when lives of our fellow citizens were literally Literal. on the line. Literally on the Not line, literally. right? Yeah. You, you know, there's always been this myth, this fairy tale that, yeah, America has its flaws. We're not perfect, but we'll come together for each other when we need to. And no, the fuck we won't. <laughs> You've seen the last 18 months, motherfucker. And like, I think that all comes, comes down to, to the fucked up ideals of like, American exceptionalism that have been indoctrinated in us. The, the notion that in order to excel, you have to excel at the expense of, of someone else. That in order for you to rise, you got to step on people on your way. The American ideal of success has always kind of been firmly rooted in how far ahead you are of someone else. And it bleeds into our sports. It, it distorts people's perceptions of what a quote unquote true competitor is and how we define success in the arena of sports as well. Like, okay, you're a champion, congrats. Who did you crush to get here? You know what I mean? And, and like I said, I'm, I'm glad we're seeing a shift, a shift in athletes going, you know, I gave them my all, I'm satisfied with me. I don't give a fuck about what you think. And I think that's a very healthy way for athletes to, um, you know, approach sports and for people to approach life in general. She said she didn't trust herself. She said she didn't trust herself. Do you realize what the fuck she's doing in the air? There is shit that she's doing that nobody else has ever done on the fucking planet ever be fucking before. She can't be up there not trusting herself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Doing what she's fucking doing. She made literally the best life or death shit. Right? Literally life or fucking death. And you want her to just mentally fight through that? I mean, just, I, 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 bro, like... I'm glad we're to the point where when people say things and are this stupid, we can just say shut the fuck up and not pay them any attention. Because that is just so ridiculous for somebody to want her not to get off the mat if she's doing what the fuck she's doing and has no trust in herself doing it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? She can't do it. It's just, it's, it'd, be, it'd be stupid to, to continue. You know what I mean? One piece of a larger conversation <clears throat> that you know, this, is a, this is for a podcast on another day, but something that I wanted to bring up was I did feel like the... It, it was it was a polarizing piece of news because there were people who obviously had the predictable shitty response, but there was also a, a, a huge outpouring of support, a lot of which was genuine, but some of which felt performative to me. And I will point to Mike Tirico's closing statement on the broadcast last night where he's talking about this is a moment for mental health, et cetera, et cetera. And, and I'm listening to this going, 
this did not sound like what you were saying when you were talking to Nastia Lukin, you know, uh, an hour ago, where you it, 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 kind of borderline questioning, is she stepping up for her teammates, et cetera, et cetera. And the one point I would make is I think the reason there was some of that performative support from sports per, uh, media personalities is sports are not a mentally healthy thing. Like, <laughs> like it grows evolutionarily out of a competitive desire to beat other people to food. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, like, and that's not the way that our society set up anymore. And if you've ever known, I've never covered or gotten to know well an athlete on Simone Biles's level. But if you've ever gotten to know, I talked to Michaela Maroney about what it was like to become an Olympic gymnast. It's not healthy. Mm. I mean, these kids, they don't, go to they don't go to school. You know what I mean? Like you're homeschooled so that you have time to do this full time with your life as a child. Like the shelf life on an Olympic gymnast is what all of us would consider to be the start of being a person. Yeah. Like early to mid twenties is old. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so that's something that I think like, there's no framework for the Olympic broadcast to grapple with that because these are the people we're celebrating. Like we're celebrating that Usain Bolt, that Michael Phelps do these things that Simone Biles does these things, but no one gets to that position, especially in an Olympic sport without enormous isolation and being driven from an age when you should not be like, we've all seen the Tiger Woods origin story. That's child abuse to me. When you take your kid out there at four or five years old and you're drilling the fuck out of them, mm -hmm. it happens to work out for a Tiger Woods, a Venus Serena Williams. But then there's the side where it doesn't work. It works out professionally, but not mentally. No, but no, but with Tiger, it didn't work. Like who the fuck wants Tiger's life? We want his money. It worked on the golf course, right? It didn't, which work is where really the energy, like, which is where the energy was directed. Right. You know, and and a lot of this shit, a lot of this shit, but like. Like you said, it's not healthy. It's it's like it's it's healthy as far as exercise and all that shit, right? But the way you approach sports, you don't want to approach life the same way. We see these fucking guys talking all this shit about life. No, I don't want to approach sports and life the exact same way. It's not healthy to think that way about the people you're working with and all that. You know what I mean? Like I don't imagine I don't, your doctor told you you need to get in a little bit better shape, and then you described an Olympic swimmer's exercise routine. Right, bro. They're and, not. But, they're not telling you that's healthy. But you know even, I mean? exactly. But even a, that, that's a fact. That is a fact too. But also, like a gymnast, like you said, as a child, they're not four eleven because of genetics, nigga. You know what I mean? They're four eleven because they're doing things with their body as far as lifting and whatnot that they probably shouldn't have done. You know, yeah, I mean, mean, for decades, hey, intentionally, their right, growth was being right. stunted in the in the. I think some of those practices have changed a little bit, but gymnastics in particular, yeah, is a brutal, brutal, brutal sport in the way that it treats its competitors. And Simone Biles is one of, but there's been a lot of mm -hmm. Olympic gymnasts talking about that recently, and it's good that they're talking about it because that's what we should be, we should be evaluating that, <laughs> like whether that's worth doing to kids or not. You know what I mean? But the, it's a big. It's the, you know, I, I, I cover out that I'm not going to criticize parents for putting their kids in sports, but there's a big line of people who want to put their kids through that. You know what I mean? And that's worth evaluating, in my I, opinion. I, I wonder how many greats, like the lives we would want their life as well as what, what their, their career. When we look at like the greatest of the greats, mm -hmm. like the lives outside 
You know what I mean? And it, and it's not just like the money itself. So you got to do who in the last thirty years? What 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 top level professional athlete in the last thirty years would you want to actually live their life? Michael Jordan. One of our readers just linked today. Michael Jordan talking a couple months ago about I probably wouldn't have survived in the NBA in the Twitter world. Like I was someone who my privacy was very important to me, and it does not exist for professional athletes anymore. Is there anyone you would trade? with <laughs> like I, in I, the last couple of decades bro i love Bron. he's my favorite athlete of all time his life scares the shit out of me bro it's it, what's what's amazing about Bron is he's found a way to somewhat yeah. balance greatness and being a fucking yeah. human he's a dad and he's the fucking best fucking and a husband and the fucking best fucking player in the world or yeah. in my my, I, you know, my brain ever. Yeah, like the basketball shit is cool, but but Bron being an adjusted, seemingly normal <laughs> adult human after having this this spotlight on him to be the fucking goat since he was fifteen, like that, that is a fucking accomplishment, man. Seriously, since he was fifteen, a couple of years removed from couch surfing with his mom. Yeah, I mean, you, you know what I mean. Like, I no, he that he'll always be the goat to me for that reason. Yeah. I mean, I like kids get one division one scholarship offer in high school who, who are living the way LeBron was and lose their fucking mind. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? This dude has sports illustrated call him the chosen one on the fucking cover. His junior and has year, not right? Had, yeah. And, and, not, slam. He had and hasn't up slipped up. Like, you know what I mean? Has been a good person. I, I, I don't mean to say it hasn't slipped up. Cause I hate when people say that shit, like he's hiding the, you know, whatever, but like he hasn't fucked it. He hasn't fucked anything up. Like yeah. he's walked a tightrope since he was 16 and he's brought his friends and his people with him. Like it shit doesn't make any sense. Bro you know is, I mean? bro is a, a senior in high school with a $50 million check from Nike. What the right. fuck? fuck you, <laughs> well, bro. I even want to know how my life would have shaped out if that shit was bro, look, for me, bro. The, the chains, I couldn't walk with all the fucking chains <laughs> if I was that nigga. You know what I mean? We'd be out here fucking that money off and our career off probably too, bro. Yeah. I mean, was it 16 on the cover of, you know, both of those fucking magazines that nigga like? And, and to bring it back to Simone Biles, let's remember, like, that's the peak. That is when Olympic gymnasts are designed to be, <laughs> to be peaking is in their teenage years. Like, you know what I mean? Right. So Ron is this anomaly in this, in this global sport that shines a spotlight on kids. But that's the expected thing for Olympic gymnasts is that you're peaking at that like unbelievable age to have that kind of attention on you. So salute to Simone Biles. Obviously I don't think anyone listening to Jenkins and Jones is surprised that we support fucking Simone Biles, oh, yeah. <laughs> right. but salute to her. And I, I, you know, and I, I hope for her sake, I hope that um, I hope that the rest of the Olympics is whatever she wants and needs it to be. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yep. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home services marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled professionals to get the job done well. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects easy. We've used Angie at my house. We had some work done. Uh, we had some painting done. We are able to find a bunch of really qualified people with good rates through Angie and pick someone we were really happy with. It was super easy to use the app, super easy to connect with someone. We got the call right away, so we didn't have to sit around and wait. Your one-stop shop 
Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. Angie gets the difficulties that come with home projects. Why not make it as simple as possible to tackle that project? Turn to Angie with confidence, even for major renovations or emergency repairs. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com or download the app today. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, guys. This is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. we got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball. We do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair? Or to have hair plugs. I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah, like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, <laughs> hey, hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you know have to do that with everyone you meet? try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah, but I mean like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot? Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but. All right, so what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. FanDuel Sportsbook is hooking new users up with an epic summer games bonus. Just place your first bet on any summer game sport risk-free. That's right. New users get up to $1,000 back in site credit if your first bet doesn't win. To get you started, here are my picks. Uh, I like the USA women's basketball team. I would bet on them to win gold uh, in any sport if they were competing in, but certainly in basketball. But you could bet on any event, baseball, soccer, track and field, and more. Promotions like this are just one of the reasons why I love betting with America's number one sports book. It's easy to use, it's safe and secure, and it has fast payouts. You can get paid in as little as 24 hours. So download the FanDuel Sportsbook app with promo code J ampersand J and go for the gold today. That's promo code J ampersand J, J and J, just like Jenkins and Jones. 21 and over and present in Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, Virginia, or West Virginia. First online real money wager only. Minimum bet $10. Max bonus $200. 
Bonus issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, USA Basketball, uh, speaking of uh, unrealistic and unfair expectations, maybe. I don't know. The USA Basketball team got a a really nice get-right game with fucking uh, Iran on the schedule. (laughs) They definitely... Uh, did what they needed to do. They beat Iran 120 to 66. Uh, Dame man. had 21 points. Book had 16 points. Tatum 14. Uh, Middleton had 10. Zach Levine had 13. Everyone got to play. I think they scored exactly 60 in the first half and exactly 60 in the second half. Um, is, does this game mean anything, or it's just that some of the competition in the in the Olympics is going to beat our ass, and some of these teams don't have any NBA dudes? <laughs> yeah, that's that's basically what it is. Like this was the cupcake on the schedule, I guess. So, so I mean, like I said, we'll see what happens when we get like if we match up with Slovenia or some shit. Like <laughs> I don't know, it might be scary hours. Let's see. I am not confident in this team to win the gold. Not at all. Luca looks like a demon yeah. in the Olympics, bro. <laughs> what do you have? Like a, who, who gets a 48 in a fucking Olympic game, nigga? Like, <laughs> what? It's Olympic debut. God damn. Olympic debut, bro. 48 Olympic debut. Nigga, what yeah. are you on, bro? It doesn't matter That's that much, dog. Like, I mean, this is a thing these two, like, Savini, what are the chances that they actually win. He dead ass thinks he could bring them to the fucking Olympic gold. Mm-hmm. He's like, nigga, fuck, I'm, I'm, the, the world is literally on his planet. He's trying to eat everybody. I love his mentality, but that's crazy. But anyway, with the USA, I don't give a fuck, bro. You know what I'm saying? You just were rooting for the chaos of them going 0-2 with the loss to Iran. Kind of missing cupcakes. <laughs> nigga, 80, 70% of the fuck, nigga, it, there's like three countries that are good at basketball. You know what I mean? Maybe four. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and France wasn't supposed to be one of them, nigga. You know what I mean? So, like, dude, 80% of everybody was a cupcake prior, except for maybe what, Spain? <laughs> you know what I mean? Now, like, <laughs> right, right. Like, like, what is the population of Iran? You know what I mean? How many, how many people have made it to the league? I mean, that's, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't care if they, you know what I'm saying? Beat Ron. I don't care. I mean, I think it would have been more fun if they lost. I'm here for fun. I'm not here for like, <laughs> I'm focused on, nigga. I would have loved laughing at the jokes if we got cooked. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, that's what I'm so like, I'm, I don't, I don't care. It's I do I do want to shout out if you and I love just turning the TV on for 16 hours a day in the Olympics and letting NBC tell me what to care about all day but the USA women's basketball team actually played in a good competitive game against Nigeria they won 81 72 Asia Wilson had 19 and 13 Brittany Griner had 13 and 10. It, especially in FIBA, I think the women's games are much more exciting to watch than the men's games because the 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 women are adjusting to it much e- to the changes much easier than the men are. Like that whole first game I went back and watched against France, they just like could not adjust to the difference in the spacing because the three point line is closer, so it's a little more crowded. There's no three seconds defensively. So you have every other team except for America just has a mean ass seven foot fucking strip club bouncer 
like sitting under the rim. Like. <laughs> Wishing a nigga would. Wishing a nigga would try it, bro. I can't wait for a nigga to come this way, bro. You know what I mean? So yeah. Anyway, but uh, well, also, women, the women really get paid overseas. They're used to these rules, you know. And, yeah. I, and it has right. not been more dominant than the men. Like, when is the last time the women have lost a game? I don't. The women just last night beating Nigeria won their fiftieth Olympic game in a row. Yes. Bro, so we need to be talking about them. Fuck these niggas. Yes. Well, that's why I wanted to. That's why I wanted to bring them up. And and right. on top of that, it was a good game. You know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> like, right. like, like there was strategy involved. Nigeria ran a press. It was bothering the USA. They figured it out. They went, you know what I mean? Like it was, a, it was a good game. <laughs> if we're talking about the game, we need to talk about them. I don't want to talk about these USA <laughs> men no more unless they get beat by 40 by a regular ass squad, bro. Because they ain't shit, dog, okay? We wasted our fucking time following these niggas, all right? <laughs> it's just basketball. That's the only reason we're following them. Any regular um, ass, bum ass team like this, we wouldn't even have kept following, bro. Fuck that shit. Uh, you guys can tell me if this is hypocritical to have enjoyed the uh, women's street skateboarding Olympic final as much as I did, given what we were just talking about with the gymnastics, right? But to me, the highlight of the Olympics so far, and it was mostly because I was watching it with Vincent, who has become a skateboarding fanatic over the last oh, yeah, 72 fire. hours. Fire. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Entirely because of he read in his scholastic weekly reader that there were some teenage, there were kid Olympians who were skateboarders. And so when the Olympics started, he was like, that was his number one thing on his to-do list. I want to see the Olympic kids. Mm -hmm. So in the women's street final, uh, Momiji Nishia from Japan won the gold and uh, Reisa Leo won the silver from Brazil. They're both 13. 13 and 14, I think. What's 14, right? I think that I think they're both 13. Yeah, and I believe right. the silver medal, the bronze medalist was 14 or 16. Okay. So like... <laughs> Who's, who, who's the chick from from vine years ago lydia or something the, the, the girl who's in the fairy outfit no that was Leah. that was the brazilian the girl Brazil? okay. that took silver yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was the two of them going back and forth the 13 year old girl in her home country in the first year that your sport is in the olympics wins the gold medal like this was the craziest best shit ever i will say one of the things i liked about it was unlike gymnastics where there have always been these old really sort of brutal people hovering around as coaches or whatever else like these girls look like they were just having fun with their friends bro <laughs> i think i think skateboarding is different because like if you are that good at skating you probably had to fight to skate right like finding places to skate you know i mean people kicking you off with a fucking whatever the fuck you know what i mean like your parents probably don't get it that much because like they get the it now year, you're yeah. living, right you know what I mean? But I think like even with the dudes, like a 15-year-old one. So like, you know, uh, uh, like, you know, beat Niza fucking Houston. Are you fucking kidding me? You know what I mean? But it's it's cool to see like young people. Like, and I think what's cool about skateboarding is like, it doesn't give a fuck about your age. You could be, I mean, it, it, you know, it's just the work you put in. You know what I mean? Like these, these, these young ladies are probably on their motherfucking skateboard. No, I mean, every extra second they, you know what I'm saying? And it got them to the Olympics to fucking gold. That shit is beautiful, bro. You know what I mean? Like, how's Vinny looking at that shit? Like, you know what I mean? Like, he was hey, geeked. He was geeked. Text me. I got him yeah. on that first joint if you need one, bro. Was that? Yeah. Edit this out. But yo, nigga, <laughs> I got him on that. For real, for real. Does he want one? He's going to be like me. He's going to get on the skateboard and four seconds later, he's going to be like, <laughs> I don't think this is for yeah. me. Who cares? <laughs> 
<laughs> right. Yeah, you're right. I feel like all of, I feel like especially our generation, we had we had a skateboard phase, and I feel like the Ninja Turtles were responsible for that shit. <laughs> like the Ninja Turtles had everybody skateboarding if you're our age, bro. And Bart Simpson. Yeah. If, yep. The Ninja Bart Turtles. Simpson, Bart Simpson. Bart Simpson. Yeah. Yeah. I tried skating. Like 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 I I got on the skateboard once. <laughs> no. Same thing with rollerblades. I fought my mom for rollerblades. My my homies was like bombing fucking big ass hills. And I got on the motherfuckers and jumped right on the fucking hill, tore half my nipple off, the shit still ain't grown back yet. Never touched the rollerblade again, dog. You know what I mean? So I stayed on my bicycle. I was cold at that shit. I was doing jumps with that shit. But yeah, that that skateboarding, that, that the balances, that's that's some different shit, bro. You know? Um yeah, skateboarding wasn't as badical as I thought it was going to be based on the cartoons that I grew up with. You got to really get used to get busting your ass, nigga. Like, you're yeah. busting your ass more than you're landing these tricks, you know? Well, the, the girl who won the gold, I think it was, opened her elbow up at the Olympics. God damn, you man. know what I mean? She, like, they had to wipe the blood off of her elbow and bandage the shit up. Like, <laughs> And she did that because she wanted to. It wasn't no weirdo. Keep going. You know that's the well, main, you know what I'm saying like I think the the Tyler mentioned the vine clip of the of the Brazilian girl like you don't see viral clips of gymnastics girls in fairy costumes doing gymnastics for fun well, you know what I mean on the street right. like it, 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 that's the difference is like skateboarding unfortunately because it's an olympic sport probably will turn into more of a business type of an environment now but like at least for this first one i think tony hawk was talking about that he's like it's cool that the sport has come so far but you can see in these kids that it's still like kids having yeah. fun yeah. like uh, that that's what was so cool to me to see at the olympics and i was really thinking about it after the simone Biles stuff too to be honest with you that it was just like it's cool that this is still part of this yeah uh, even with all the other shit that's going on okay what's one thing have y'all seen betty's on hbo no, nah, it's about it's about women skateboarders, like young lady skateboarders. It's it's fire. Check that shit out, bro. That's one of my favorite HBO shows. Like I watch that. Like it's, I, it's, it's, it's like a drama, like real life shit. No, it's not. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's a drama. It's a drama, and it's just how it's done is super creative. I love the people, the the the, the actresses in it. You know what I mean? Like I gotta watch it in the next two weeks, or I'm not gonna think about skateboarding again. <laughs> okay, for three more years probably. That, I mean, it, it, it's kind of weird. I don't know. <laughs> Right. You know what I mean? Up your alley. But hey, to the to the listeners out there, <laughs> I really fuck with it. That shit is fire. That shit, Betty's is fire. Um. Okay. Uh. This is uh, uh basically last sports thing to talk about today. But Shams had a tweet yesterday, and I want you guys to tell me what this does to your bullshit meter. He says, beginning with the twenty one twenty two season, the NBA will implement new rules to reduce non-basketball moves used to draw fouls. Uh, that's going to include overt non-basketball actions, such as offensive player launches into defender, abruptly veers off path, kicks leg at abnormal anger, uh, angle, or uh, off-arm hooks defender. Do you believe that this is something the NBA is going to address and address successfully, or is this a, we got to sort of wave at this and pretend that we care about it? Um, I, I would I would like to know the definition of the basketball move here, because I think that I'm someone who I'm all for, you know, if you get a defender in the air, you know, off, off the pump fake and, and you jump into a majority foul, I think that's 
that's totally fine. Basketball's a chess that's game. Gamesmanship. Yeah, yeah. That's gamesmanship. Yeah, yeah. Basketball's a chess game. You know, you won that matchup right there. You should get go to the line for that. But that jumping sideways in the motherfuckers, if, if, because that's not a basketball move. No one jumps sideways when they're shooting a jump shot, right? So I, I, I would love if that's taken off there and, and that's not called or or the whole, you know, slamming on the brakes and committing insurance fraud like Bomani Jones said James Harden does. <laughs> right, the stupid swap and shit. That's, uh, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> right? And it's not Bomani Jones said that James Harden plays basketball like he's committing insurance fraud, which was the best. <laughs> but yeah, so if, if we're doing away with the insurance fraud, like the great mind Bomani said, I'm all for that. But I don't I don't want to see the, the pump that gets you in the air. I don't want to see that taken away. I think that still is a legit basketball play. How do they referee the insurance fraud thing, though? Like, you have to keep moving forward when you're moving forward. Like, that's the part uh, that's difficult. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's the part I don't understand. Like, if he's going to stop in the lane and a defender runs into him and knocks him over, what are they they're going to say play on? I, I cannot picture that in the 2021-22 NBA. Like, uh, personally, I just can't imagine it. They don't need to do anything to make it harder on these refs. These motherfuckers already be struggling, Okay. <laughs> So if you taking rules away, cool. You know, what I mean, if you're adding more shit to pull on a plate, nigga, bro. We're seeing finals referees fuck off games, dog. No, bro. Like I'm, I'm scared of that. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't, I don't know how the, I, I don't mind how the game's being refereed right now. I don't mind how it's, you know what I mean? Like I, I'm, I, I think it's, I think it's fine. I mean, there's people that abuse it, like James Harden, which is who I thought about. It's gonna be rough for you out here, boy. Like, like, like when they, when you when I read the fucking text, you know what I'm saying? But like, you know, I think I don't, I don't mind how it's refereed. The, you know, I, I think it's, it's pretty, it's, 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 it's cool. You know, we all, they all, everybody's playing by the same rules. You know, James Harden is the person that's manipulated the best. He's the best prepared. You know, what I'm saying as far as how he plays for this, you know, how how is ref now? But I, I don't know, bro. I don't. Doesn't bother me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What, what what do you really feel like the game needs to be changed? Like, we gotta get in here and change this. You know, like I think the referee I think they're worried. I think they're I think they're worried someone's gonna get hurt. Yeah. And, and I like the and the, the insurance fraud, which is just fucking Bo is so fucking great. That's so perfect. <laughs> like I was actually thinking about this the night before they announced the rule change because we go on a little family walk before the kids' bedtime, and my daughter does this all the time. Maya does this like she's trying to draw a foul. She loves running in front of people and then stopping. And like every time she does it, I'm obviously not an NBA athlete. Every time she does it, I almost blow my ACL <laughs> because, because oh, you know what I mean? You're running okay, or okay. you're running and someone okay. stops right in front of you and okay. you have to like go like that. Like that is genuinely how people get <laughs> like, you know, it's as dangerous as putting your foot near people while they're jumping in my opinion no I, I, uh, I, I, have you seen people get really hurt from that move i mean it's i not, haven't it's, yet it's not like they're running at like fucking they're not running at the speed that cars are driving it's not you know what i mean like right but what would the nba rather have they'd rather have people going all out for chase down blocks or they'd rather have people drawing that foul you cannot have both of those things safely you yeah, know what I mean? I, I feel like that's been in the game for so long, though. That's not like yeah. that no. For you're right. Ago. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. Like I think I think the refs being consistent is what I want. That you know what I mean? Let's just everybody figure out the rules we have. We don't necessarily need to change them. The swing through shit is kind of wild to me, and that swing through move is odd. 
I think that that the swing through move is, but Kevin Durant talked about that when someone had asked him a couple of years ago about it because he's so good at that because of the length because of his length. Yeah. And he said, What are you gonna do? If I get their arm, if I get their hand on me and then I shoot the ball, it's a foul. Like you know what I'm saying, like, <laughs> but yeah, I, I I mean, but if it if it's a foul, just let and he shoots the ball, he goes to the free throw line. Right. You it did, but it, it creates it does create this weird thing where you have KD on the perimeter, he's holding the ball low, right? Defenders trying to guard Kevin Durant. Good fucking luck. Okay. You're half a foot shorter than him. Whatever. You've got to keep your hands involved because he can, because you have to make him uncomfortable to have a chance. So you got your hands out there. He does the rip through move and shoots. And you have the, the stupidest looking video clips in the NBA of an elite defender pulling his hands away like he's playing a slap wrist or something in elementary. I mean, it's just the weirdest shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> Uh, well, I I know we can we don't know what's gonna come of these rules, but we know that the refs are gonna fuck it up regardless. So I think we can take comfort in that. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> yeah, either way. Absolutely, absolutely. Tyler doing what Tyler does. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's talk about the bathing habits of celebrities. Oh my god. Um I'm going to get my screenshots up here so I can read this accurately. <laughs> Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis, two uh, very famous and attractive people, uh, have some opinions about bathing and specifically bathing their children <laughs> that they revealed on the Dax Shepard podcast. They said, uh, I w- Mila Kunis said I was not that parent that bathed my newborns ever. And Ashton Kutcher says they now have a system. If you can see the dirt on them, clean them. Otherwise, there's no point. He also says he there's washes no his. What? <laughs> <laughs> Ashton Kutcher also said he washes his armpits and his crotch daily and quote, nothing else ever. And has a tendency to quote throw some water on my face after a workout to get all the salts out. Get the salts the out. Salt? I did not know. I really thought that was just some soap commercial shit where motherfuckers splash water on their face. I did not know people really out here doing that. What the fuck? But did, did, did you have you had, did you had those kids that were all, had all that dry? There was a few that would have dried ass salt after like work playing and playing outside. Did you ever like? Uh, there was always a couple kids on the playground that have dried ass salt on their face. Oh, like, you know, I grew up around a couple of those kids. Uh, Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so I get the salt shit, but 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 man, like, dog, why 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 do we have to talk about? We talk about this probably two or three times a year, right? Like, it this comes up. Why is this so difficult for some right. people? It's, it's not right. Do you know the level of nasty you have to be for me to see the fucking dirt on your on your skin, nigga? Like, that's beyond filthy, bro. You know what I'm saying? You look like a cartoon character at that point. Humans shouldn't get to the point where, like, they're playing on the playground, you come in, and then you can see the okay, filth on their fucking skin. <laughs> Don't get it. <laughs> from charlie brown bro i just i just i just yeah like i just don't understand why every fucking like six months or so 
it's we get these bombshell revelations of how musty motherfuckers are. Like I remember when the when the whole "Don't wash my legs" fiasco first went down on Twitter. Like that was that was the start of of the the fucking must Armageddon where we just found out that yo motherfuckers really don't be washing their ass. And then I seen uh, Mila Kunis have that have that fucking shit where she said, "I just do what pits tits souls and hoes." Like how dedicated to being musty are you if you got a nursery rhyme? For your musty habits, bro. Pits, tits, holes, and souls. Like <laughs> that's some shit you stick to. And you, <laughs> you saying that to, <laughs> oh to describe how musty right there, nigga. Got this. <laughs> hey, hey, that's yeah, yeah, that shit go, man. We get the right beat on that motherfucker. Get the right beat on that motherfucker. Viral. Yeah, yeah, that, that's an EDM jam right there. But you yeah, how, you so fucking dedicated to being musty. You making rhymes, bro. What the fuck? But the thing with that too, are you really saving time? Right. You know what I mean? Like if you hit this and this and your legs and the, you know, like, bro, that's really just going, you're saving like 45 seconds, nigga. Nigga, hit the legs up, bro. What did they do to you? You know what I mean? What did your legs do to you, my nigga? And hit the stomach, that's the only thing you're missing. Arms, legs, stomach, bro. And, and that's what, uh, an, another two minutes of your day, nigga. Come on, dog. The uh, the claim is that using soap daily robs your body of oils. Well, that's, that's what, what lotion's lotion's for, motherfucker, motherfucker, for, right? nigga, What the, the fuck? fuck you thought, nigga? What, nigga? Bro, we got shea butter. We got all the essential oils in this motherfucker. What you talking about? You have <laughs> lotion <laughs> and shea butter. Ashton Kutcher does not have... <laughs> Nigga, bro, he might not have never been down the aisle in fucking Target. You know what I mean? He won't cut out of it. It'll be little fucking glow. <laughs> It'll be a halo around a <gasps> lotion. Like we, we listen. We've discussed and, and it's our old podcast. We're not. We don't need to discuss it again. We've discussed how much my relationship changed my life and perspective on certain things, right? Which is great. White people do not use white people do not use lotion. Mike, before you met Shar, Shar brought lotion in your life. Yes. He built you up from the foundation, (laughs) didn't you? She started at the roots, you feel me? And built you right up, nigga. You know what I mean? Behind every man, they say it's a saying. I didn't make this up, nigga. She opened my third eye about hygiene. Yes. I first realized white people didn't use lotion back in like my high school days and shit when I was hooping and in, in gym. Like, you know, all the black dudes, you know, we'd hit the showers and it would be like a mad dash. Yo, who got the lotion? Who got the lotion? White dudes right. just hopping out the shower getting dressed and dipping. We're like, yo, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. And it's crazy how how the only time in like lotion commercials you you just see like alligators and white women. It's like, bro, alligators and white women don't use lotion. So this is like false advertising. <laughs> <laughs> like, the fuck are these lotion commercials doing, bro? They don't know their demographic, man. They're selling to the alligators. Um, yeah. I do the the other thing I think is funny about that is it is a cultural divide. 
And it is also acknowledged among, I feel like all Americans that black people age better than white people. So I, you know what I mean? That's I do feel like we have an answer. That might be a correlation. Yeah. That, that, that could, hey man, you might've just did something. Yeah, like who, some like Ashton Kutcher's <laughs> telling Tyler's baby face about oils. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. The replies to the, the, these stories, I feel like always do like go big. First of all, cause it's an easy, it's an easy, funny joke every time but second like trill was going crazy it was like a millionaire house it just smells like armpits like unbelievable <laughs> i think that would happen more than you think though but the yeah but the but the replies to it i feel like are always part of what generates it because there are always a ton of people in the replies like well yes obviously they don't bathe their children Yes, we never bathed either. Did you see that moment? Like I said, we only were bathed Saturday night because we had church on Sunday. Saturday night baths. We only were bathed on Saturday nights. That was the tradition in our household. <laughs> like, not even the not bathing, bro. The only time you prepared for something was church. <laughs> like, replace bathing with any other part of, like, normal hygiene like right. the only time i wore underwear was on sunday sunday was socks day in the household <laughs> like. well, at, at least you like that type of shit you should have the wherewithal to at least hide he put it on the internet where yeah. it doesn't go Nigga like he put it on like the number one pot like that Dak shepherd podcast is like one of the top podcasts out there and he just they were like proudly talking about it. and so the reply that killed me was someone was like yes my husband and obviously she was but she was like yes my husband never bathed and like in all caps he doesn't smell and everyone was That's just impossible. like you know how to you to yeah, he doesn't... you <laughs> to you nigga he coming this motherfucker we gonna say he clowning motherfucker all right <laughs> he don't smell to you because you smell Perspective, nigga. You know what I mean? From my perspective, that motherfucker probably musty as shit, dog. Bro, like I, I don't. It's 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 weird how confidently, like, like with the with the leg shit, like people are genuinely surprised that people bathe daily. Like, nigga, what? Nigga, if it's summertime, I might get that bitch twice, nigga. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? People are in trills mentions. <gasps> saying well we can't all acknowledge that gravity does bring the soapy water down to the legs i mean like fucking trickle down hygiene that's what we're doing the now. only the time fuck. science has not fucking made sense bro <laughs> you know what i mean anti-science in that situation when it comes to that bro because probably a whole bunch of the science saying you need to wash your motherfucking ass dog <laughs> you know what i mean wash your legs that shit's crazy bro crazy crazy shit okay we promised the people a new segment I'm very excited to debut the new segment. It's called Tenable versus Untenable. <laughs> Jackson, turn the camera on. Turn the fucking camera on. <laughs> turn the camera on, Jackson. Tenable versus Untenable. Tenable! How you feeling? How you feeling, Jackson? How do you feel about this? I 
I was not uh, consulted about uh, my my likeness or language being used as a segment for the show. You would be getting. Uh, we were going to comp you a title sponsorship on the segment, Jackson, but you know, uh, <laughs> I uh, so Jackson a, a couple shows ago described something as being untenable, and uh, it's a word that's been stuck in all three of our heads since then. So in this new segment. I'm going to ask John and Tyler a question and then I'm going to name some things and they're going to tell me whether these things are tenable or untenable. Thank you, Jackson. We appreciate you. Thank you, you Jackson. Thank you for your service. You're welcome. I'm so happy Jackson. to help. Hell yeah. All right. Uh, obviously, everyone could tell that uh, I've been watching and thinking about the Olympics. So what I am going to describe, I'm going to do, I'm asking you guys, which of these sports, if you today were to begin training and living the life of someone who's an Olympic athlete in these sports, what would be tenable and what would be untenable? Okay. okay. Are we ready? Okay. So like, what could you do or what this is, is like, it's untenable. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Race walking. Oh, tenable, hell yeah. Tenable. I feel like I can oh, walk. I, I look at race walkers, speed walkers, I'm like, bro, why am I not out there? I think I could do this. That is probably the only Olympic sport I think I can do, bro. And I think there's some like form things that like there's a lot of thought to going into how yeah, you there's walk. a certain hip swivel that they all have, right? That, that and the way they need bend. they walk I mean, sassy as fuck. Yeah. That knee be bending backwards, you know yeah. what I mean? That knee be kneeing both ways, you know what I mean? Y'all pay attention to that shit. That shit, I fuck with it. Tenable. Fencing. Eh, I think I could. Yeah, tenable. I think I could be. A, I, I don't being an, an Olympic level whatever is so fucking difficult. But just for the sake of this, I will. I'll say tenable. I'll say tenable. I think the comment commentary is untenable. <laughs> that motherfucking shit is dry as fuck. But it's fun to watch. And I, I follow this dude, Fencer, which is <laughs> very uncreative. Name. Pardon me? <laughs> His name is Fencer. He's a fencing champion <laughs> on, Inst on Instagram. It, I mean, fun, fun follow. Check him out. But yeah, I fuck with fencing. Trampoline. Tenable. What the oh, fuck? You, you asking eight-year-old me? To, you asking me to just be eight-year-old me again, bro? I was eight year old me was really good at being eight year old me. I can definitely that shit's definitely tenable. Yeah, nigga, tenable, nigga. I was doing backflips off that shit, bro. Hell yeah. In my neighborhood, I was that nigga on the trampoline. You know what I'm saying? Facts. Table tennis. Oh, tenable. Yeah. Tenable, nigga. What, bro? Hey, when next time I go to my hey, we we gotta play table tennis, bro. I'm cold at that. Have you watched the Olympic table tennis? That okay, nigga, nigga. Come on, bro. We talking about like <laughs> that's what we're talking about. We're not talking about could you play table tennis with me? We're talking about you... <laughs> I mean, I love table tennis. Okay, I I, I mean we, we have you looked at the motherfuckers? That's they're crazy. I, 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 I think I've gotta I've gotta recant my tenable and go untenable yeah, yeah. on that one because I cannot be one of those. <laughs> <laughs> motherfuckers no i couldn't be right. any, bro yeah. they're doing that from like 15 feet behind the table too like it's crazy so i i just wanted to say tenable because i love table tennis but yeah you're right mike that <laughs> no <laughs> i feel like table tennis and badminton are the sports in the olympics where you're like yeah i played those sports and then when you watch them doing it you're like what the f yeah. this does not even look like no 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 no, no. Badminton, sport. no. Like badminton no i think if i would have really went hard i could have been that nigga Man, I'm, I'm, I was, nigga, hey, I, I can't, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm sorry, bro. John was one abusive sports parent away from being an Olympian in like 30 nigga, sports. In Knoxville, Tennessee in middle school, bro. Shut up. They put time. me, and shout out to Justin Barker. You feel me? I think he locked up. I want to edit that out. 
But <laughs> me and Justin Barker, nigga, me and Justin Barker, we they put us to the left side. You know what I mean? They wouldn't let us play with nobody else because we was destroying people's self-esteem and fucking badminton. I'm not playing, dog. So I don't know. I think I might. Be. And I went two on one in college. You know what I mean? And then cooking folks. So what would be the single most untenable sport? Would it be would it be swimming, John? Gymnastics. Oh, gymnastics? Because I can't swim. You call me a statistic right for everybody. Oh, I, <laughs> no, 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 yeah, fuck this segment. I forgot, I forgot you couldn't swim, bro. Funny, 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 funny. But it be gymnastics, bro. I, I don't have the mentality, the, the the wherewithal, the athleticism. I ain't got shit to be a, gym, gymnast, a gymnast at all, bro. Gymnastics or powerlifting? Either one of them. No fucking way in hell. Powerlifting shit is scary. I can't watch that. I get too, like, every time they get into it, I'm very confident their body's going to fall apart. Yeah. How John, close the reason are you watching the knees, how closely you're yeah, watching the knees. I couldn't do it. The reason I brought up swimming was because Katie Ledecky won the first ever 1500 meter swim. Mm -hmm. I swim knowing that that it was the first year that event was in. I swam a 1500 uh, last week and I was only 40 minutes slower. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> <laughs> Katie Ledecky was. But swimming is, I would say, maybe the worst like life to have of all of the people in the Olympics because the mileage that they put in mm -hmm. is insane. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. one of the Olympic swimmers that we know that we've covered who's from Long Beach told me, so for all of them, for anyone who does any kind of distance, it's like you, you just start the day by swimming for two hours. And now they have headphones you can listen to in the water, but for most of the time, you're just staring at the black line. You can't talk to anyone. You can't, you know, and what they used to do to fuck with each other was before they would jump in the pool, someone would hum something really catchy oh. to try and get it stuck in someone's head for two hours. So they would like, you know what I mean? They'd do like a Christmas carol in July or something and then see if they could fuck your whole two hour warm up up. Like, <laughs> I remember that's crates. I remember swimmers like when I thought of like the athletes that were like athletes in like high school and college. Like swimmers had had it worse to me mentally because like like you have to wake up at like five a.m. in like high school. You know, I remember them like working up waking up dumb early in high school to get. That's why I quit. That's why I quit the swim team. Right, you had to be at, you had to be at Poly at six o'clock in the morning, and my mom was that was right. not feasible in our family that was untenable. Gymnast, it was untenable right, high right. school the high school swim team was untenable right right, right. Well, exactly <laughs> but a gymnast you don't know them because they don't go to school you know what i'm saying like to be on that level you know what i mean so either way bro it's, it's all bad all right that was tenable versus untenable thank you jackson for your contribution <laughs> to the podcast. this is a long ass podcast are we done yeah, we're done we're gonna, we're gonna talk about crows but i think we're gonna save it yeah. uh for monday we'll be back on monday thank you so much uh for listening to the jenkins and jones show john i'm very sorry about this Nigga, <laughs> shut up, man. You know, I know you didn't mean shit and if you did it was funny yeah i know i'm gonna hey, as soon as we get off i'm gonna tell you i meant it um, <laughs> Ha, 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 ha
Uh, all right, y'all. We'll be back on Monday. Thanks for fucking with us. Uh, check out the, there's a new show on the volume. Check that out. And uh, we'll be back next week. Bye. Bye. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.